Hey guys, I want to thank you so much for being uh, first listeners to this on the podcast, or if you're watching this live, I want to invite you guys as a thank you to be a guest on the show. So all you need to do is send me an email. The email is guest at investingyourselfpod.com. In the subject, say podcast series guest. And in the body, just say, hey, who you are, what your podcast is, where you're about. Send me three episodes you think I'll enjoy listening to. And then I'll reach out to you and we'll schedule a time for you to be on the show. So remember, that's guest at investinyourselfpod.com. And I look forward to listening to your podcast and then learning about you. So without further ado, let's uh, listen into the today's show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the podcast series. I am, of course, your host with the most, the podcast mogul himself, Phil Better. And today I'm very happy to have the host of Super Cool Radio, a radio uh, podcast that's like a digital radio station that allows musicians to have this cool chance to have new audiences. And I have their host on, Matthew Thomas. Matthew, thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you so much for bringing me on here. I, I really appreciate it. The, the pleasure is all mine. I love chatting with podcasters that are normally outside my regular, you know, area of listening. Cause I don't really listen to that. I listen to music. Obviously I'm a human being. I'm not crazy or anything like that. I'm not saying that crazy people don't listen to music or anything like that figure of speech. Uh, but Usually music podcasts are not my realm. I like I'm listening to the marketing podcast, the business podcast, because that's generally what I listen to. So I love getting a chance to talk to someone that's outside my niche so I can learn more from them. Uh, but Matt, I'm going to give you a few seconds here. Let us introduce yourself to my audience so they can learn more about you. Sure. Yeah, I'm uh, obviously the host of Super Cool Radio. I interview musicians. I spin music. Uh, sometimes I have some guests from the entertainment realm. Uh, as well, but it's mostly music focused. But yeah, I started as an internet DJ. That's why Super Cool Radio is an actual internet radio station for a year. Uh, but I switched to podcasting to make it easier on myself, not so much demand to have to do stuff either live or pre tape shows or stuff like that. I can pretty much do my own schedule. So that's why it's radio, but also now a podcast. There you go. It's a great melange because I'm. In my, in my life, how I look at the internet now, I, I look at it, we have the physical world and we have the metaverse, you know, like the digital world. Like I was sold, I'm, an, I'm a geriatric or an uh, elder millennial, if you will. So I was sold that the internet was the super highway. Like it's the super internet, like the super knowledge and whatever the the uh the, the highway of knowledge if you will and now it's pretty much has become that you have google that just runs the place but we have uh facebook that's kind of be like a mall you have amazon that's the uh, walmart of the world if you will in the physical world and then you have your websites that are like houses and you visit people so radio right we don't have radio in the digital world it's podcasting so i love how you're taking it taking you know talk radio and uh pop if you will the the fun you know musical stations and bring it into one in one area um what got you started in the digital world like why did you want to have a podcast or a digital radio station uh well because in my area which I, I'm, I'm from indiana in the united states um there wasn't a whole lot of like radio stations that we play music that i wanted to hear either like bands that weren't getting enough radio time or just some classics like i really love Iggy Pop and Alice Cooper. So I was like, they're not really getting any radio time either. So I wanted to create an own space, like my own station, 
that I can have that's full of all the great music that I want to listen to, and I think other people would too, that wasn't getting enough airtime on the local rock or country or pop stations where I lived. And it just happens that internet radio, you can pretty much uh, broadcast anywhere. So I was, you know, mostly focused because like I couldn't listen to anything in my area, but I was like, you know what, let's broadcast this to the world too. Nice. I love that. And did you have any background in uh, like radio or digital marketing or anything along like audio engineering or anything like that? Are you coming in straight off the street? Like I have no idea what I'm doing. I started off uh, super fresh. Just, I didn't know anything. I just knew that I wanted to at least try it or do it. And so I was like just learning as I went. That's why like first my first shows and uh, interviews and stuff were just audio focused because that's like I knew sort of how to work <laughs> around that. Uh, and then I started getting more, uh, you know, I started taping videos. So I started editing those. So it was a huge progression. But yeah, I didn't go to school for this. I didn't you know, have any like formal education in broadcasting or radio or any of that. I just started doing it for fun to see. Uh, if I could do it without really any knowledge. And uh, I'm pretty happy with where I've been going. I started in 2019, coming up on three years in March. Nice. So I'm pretty happy about it. Now, most podcasters, like, so you're you're three years in. Um, you've had your slow growing pains. Have you hit any pod fade? Because like pod fade is something that people hit. Usually after like 10 episodes, they hit that pod fade. Did you feel that or were you so... Uh, enamored with your passionate uh subject like your niche is something you care about because it's the music you care about so you enjoy that 80s pop you know that that hair pop. the hair in the 80s were just amazing on those bands especially like alice cooper and that group there but um did you hit pod fade because like it's something that one of my clients is actually facing right now so how did you deal with like pod fade well, so I started, you know, as I said, with the actual internet radio station. That only lasted a year because I got burned out and doing a show five days a week uh, and trying to promote it while also still working six days a week as a mechanic. Uh, so, yeah, I was it, it burned me out. So, like, I took I took a month or so off and I and then I, I started regrouping as a podcast. And I really haven't stopped. Honestly, I haven't really hit that wall where, like, I don't want to really do this anymore or like this is you know a big struggle for me. Uh, I just keep doing it. I've done 120 episodes this year. I was very lucky I was able to get some of the guests that I've had. Uh, but I know uh, next year I won't be doing as many, you know, for 2022, just because uh, it's cool that I did all these episodes, but I feel like I might be burning out my own audience because dropping four episodes a week, not everyone has the time to watch or listen to all of that. So I'm kind of cutting back not only for myself, but also for my audience as well. It's understandable. Yeah, it, it, it can be, uh, depending on the, the, the niche you're in, it could be a little too much to a little less. But I want to talk about audience growth and or maybe audience interaction, because you do have uh, music, musical fans are very vocal, obviously, um, about their love for music and that and their specific artists. But I'm interested, how has the podcast had the interaction with their fans? Like, has it been a uh, slow grow was it nearly instantaneous like how did you cultivate that well it it's definitely been a, a slow growth i feel like i'm kind of hitting my stride uh as this year has gone on but i think that really it's just by pretty much word of mouth i, I haven't really spent like too much time like you know doing like the paid advertising and stuff it's just i know this person and i did an interview with this person so now 
this person knows this person, so I did an interview with this person, and it kind of just grew. That's why, like, I did so many episodes this year, because I really didn't say no to really anyone. I was just like, if you hit me up, yes, it's going to be an interview. We'll set it up. So now I'm kind of being a little bit more selective with that, just because it's, you know, I have my responsibilities and commitments for stuff. But I think to grow the audience, it's really just knowing people. I think if you're reaching out to musicians who, you know, this may be their first time doing an interview or they don't get many interviews. So like they're more receptive to it. And especially if you treat them right, obviously, mm-hmm. with every guest, I think, as you know, uh, just, you know, obviously, if you're respectful and you do what you say you're going to do, I think that means a lot for them who the music industry and, you know, kind of the entertainment industry in general, it's a little rough, especially breaking into it. Uh, so these people, like they, you know, anyone who, who actually treats them decently, promotes their music, says nice things about them, I think it goes a long way. And I think that's kind of what's been leading to my audience growth as of late. Okay. And how did you first start reaching out to these musicians? Because getting a musician is probably not the easiest thing to, 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 uh, to handle because uh, you have the different gatekeepers, but also their schedule is up in the air. So actually having time to lock in for a good, good chunk of interview. Um, how did you start reaching out to these uh, musicians? Well, I met a few of them. Obviously, you know, locally, I would go to shows. Not, not a whole lot of shows. I started really going to shows in 2019. But going to concerts, interacting them, handing them a business card, say, hey, I'd like to play music on my show when I had my station. And that's kind of what really started is, you know, a lot of musicians, or I should say quite a few musicians, like that kind of face-to-face interaction where, you know, they see you and they, you know, you give them a business card, you, you know, you can pass as legit because unfortunately with a lot of, you know, record labels and other uh, radio stations, podcasters, some just turn out not to be legit or just want, hey, I'll play your music for X amount of money. Yeah. So, they, you know, people are already kind of suspicious when you say, hey, I like your music. I want to interview you. Some people could be suspicious about that. But I, I guess I come off very you know, genuine because I actually like the music. And I think that that reflects it when I talk to people. And uh, sometimes, um, obviously, you just have a well-worded email. Uh, obviously, I explain who I am. Uh, and you know why I like the music and stuff, and I think that goes a long way too. Because instead of just saying like a, dropping a one word, e- you know, one sentence email of saying, "Hey, this is who I am. I want to interview you," I go a little bit beyond that to say, "This is my show. This is what I do. This is where I, re- you know, the countries I'm in. You know, how many countries I'm in, and uh, this is why I like your music." I think it goes a long way. That kind of you know says, "Okay, this person seems legit. Seems genuine." So now, you know, I'll, I'll reach out. Sometimes, you know, I get blown off on stuff. You know, it happens. You know, I don't really mind too much. But I think you just got to approach it. Just be genuine. Say why you like their music, especially if you're going for a musician. Or if you see them at a show sometimes, you know, drop them a business card and say who you are. Stop by, chat with them if, if they have time, if they're there. I think that also goes a long way. It's it's such re- reminiscent how you're t- telling us how you're getting guests of uh, a previous guest, Travis Chapel. I don't know if you know he's the uh, he's the networking guy in podcasting. He's been able to interview like I think in like within fifty episodes of his podcast launching Grant Cardone and the likes of Tim Ferriss, and uh, he just recently interviewed Shaq, which was just mind blowing. 
Yeah, right. This podcaster, he he has this uh, podcast, Networking on Networking. It's an amazing podcast. I had the privilege of interviewing him, but he he released his secret formula of getting guests, and it's exactly how you do it. It's you you tell them who you are. This is what you can bring to the table. This is why you want them on the table, and you just hope and you say thank you. And some of his guests, it takes up to six months, but he's dealing with. Like just like you, you're dealing with musicians, so it could take six months to get through those gatekeepers until you get to the the right person. For sure, and definitely, I'm I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to check that podcast out. But yeah, it, I, I've talked to a few other podcasters, some you know other podcasts I listen to. That it's like, yeah, you know, because I was like, oh, how'd you you know get in contact with this person, or how I wasn't interviewing this person, or you know whoever they had. It's like, yeah, that interview took like a year to set up. I know one, uh, you know, took two years to set up where it was. <laughs> Just because the timing, he was on tour, what you know, everything. Uh, I will say that like 2020, you know, obviously there was a pandemic, you know, obviously yeah. going on, but that also kind of allowed more people to do interviews because you can't go out for, you know, can't tour, can't have shows. Uh, so I think more people were receptive last year to it just because, like, well, I have nothing else to do right now. I might as well promote my band or, you know, my music or whatever because there is time. Nice. I like that. I like that. Um, wh where do you foresee super cool radio going? Like you're, like you said, you're three, you're celebrating three years in a couple months. Like you're like less than five months out celebrating three years. Congratulations. I, I remember when I was celebrating my uh, three years for the Phil better show, and I'm looking forward to celebrating three years with this one and my other shows. Um, but where do you see yourself going? Like, do you have some like those dream guests? Like, what are we looking at dream guest wise before we go into the future? Like, who do you want on the show? Like, if you could, if I could get you the, the guest, who is it? Who are we looking for? Number one, hands down, is Alice Cooper. He He's my favorite artist. He was my first ever concert that I actually went to. So I, he, he holds a lot of uh, sway. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it, he's got a spot in my heart just because. Of uh, just everything he does, like theatrics and music, the way he's able to shift his music. Sometimes it's more hard rock. Like his new album was all classic rock. So I, I can go on forever talking about Alice <laughs> Cooper. But uh, I have you know all of his studio albums and everything. It's just he's an awesome person to talk to. I you know obviously I watched other interviews with him, and he doesn't just talk about music. Talks about life, his religion, relationships, all that stuff. Uh, so I think he he would just be an awesome guest, and especially just. I might fanboy out a little bit just because I love his music so much. <laughs> no, I, I, I can guarantee you will fanboy when you get get that opportunity to interview someone who's on your top ten of dream guests. You just you you're just like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then at the end of it, you're like, I so screwed up. Oh my god, oh my god, I can't believe that. I cannot release this episode. But other people are telling you, no, it was a great episode, and you're like, oh, um, <laughs> I feel you on that. <laughs> oh god, um. But yeah, so we have Alice Cooper, obviously, you're working your way up to it. Probably oh, yeah. within five years, you're going to get Alice Cooper for sure um, with the way you're going. Um, but where do, where do you want to go? Like, where do you see yourself? Do you get syndicated? Do you do you sign some multi-million dollar? Like, do you have a dream of where you want to go or are you just doing this for the, the fun of it? I mean, right now, it's uh, it's obviously for the fun right now. I mean, if this could be a full-time job, I would I absolutely, yes, 100% do it. Um you know, I've, I've been, you know, bouncing around. Should I get syndication? I know um, I'm working on uh, making a submission for the streaming service Tubi to get Super Cool Radio on there. So I'm working on that, see what I have to do for that. I'll just try to get it everywhere for obviously, you know, if I could make this my full-time job, I would. But um, 
kind of looking for the next year. Obviously, uh, I want you know, obviously, you know, the the bigger guests are awesome. You know, anyone who I want who I want to interview, pretty much. You know, um, if it's someone who I see myself like having a great conversation with, obviously I want to do it. Uh, so obviously I got some names and stuff, but yeah, for for podcasting syndication would be cool. It would be awesome. Uh, I mean, if I signed a multi-million dollar deal, that that would be amazing. <laughs> it's not in my my realm right now. I don't think I'm gonna. I'm at that place right now. If it ever if that offer ever comes up, of course I'm I'm going to really consider it. For right now, I want to do it for the fun um, and kind of see where it goes. I started this in hopes I would get a job in radio or um, some type of production company somewhere. So that's kind of what I'm still looking at. I mean, if I could, if someone would offer me a job, you know, somewhere and it'd be decent, I would like it. Uh, I probably would take it, um, but uh, we'll see where Super Cool Radio goes with that. But um, it's really just a, a way to network with people, with people to uh, kind of just build obviously my reputation and, and to showcase my work that I'm currently doing. I, I love it. I love it. Using it as a portfolio as we should yes. as podcasters. Cause we are uh, just like artists. Cause we have to craft these stories that we tell on these shows. So I love how you're looking at it as a portfolio. That's awesome. Um, I, w- I want to know like with your, your fandom, do you, where do you see the most interaction? on your social media do you get is it on your instagram twitter facebook tiktoks youtube page even or emails uh i would honestly it's probably it's probably emails uh i would say emails and then a facebook a close second for like interaction and stuff i know i get i get a bunch of emails a week of either people uh saying hey can you play this music on my show or can you interview me I know I get a, a lot of that and I, I try to respond as best as I can or as quickly as I can because of how many I get in. But uh, on the social media side, I would definitely say Facebook because that's where I started. I had Facebook and really no other uh, social media sites for yeah. a long time. So, uh, which is by the way, not a great idea. Get all the social media sites <laughs> right away. <laughs> <laughs> great advice. Yeah. You may not have to grow them, just but just have them so you have the property, you know, that you can uh, then grow later on. You have a presence, uh, even if you don't really use it, just have the presence for it. Um, but yes, I would say Facebook just because it's my it's, it's my largest audience that I have. It's got 2000 likes right now, uh, which I'm very proud of. But yeah, it's probably the most because like I can share it and it's easier to tag people and stuff because uh, like Instagram, like you can tag people. It's kind of harder for them to share unless they go to like directly to like a story or something. So like it, it's harder to do that unless they do like a repost or whatever. Uh, and then Twitter actually is gaining some speed. Uh, probably in the last couple of weeks, I've gotten a lot of retweets and stuff. And so much so Twitter like sends me a message saying, Hey, your, your tweets getting a lot of attention. Do you want this? Or do you want to limit it? I'm like, do not limit that. Keep going. <laughs> Never limit ever. <laughs> exactly. Move all limits. Uh, cause that's how you grow. Um, I want to know you've, how long were you listening to podcasts before you started podcasting or was it, I started podcasting, then started listening to podcasting. The latter on that one. <laughs> oh, really? Interesting. So you, so you, you had the uh, internet radio, and from internet radio, that's when you started listening to podcasting. Yes. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a. I didn't really think too much through. I just thought, uh, oh, I can totally do this. It's pretty simple. And then I find out that like podcasting is definitely not very simple. <laughs> There's a lot to it. <laughs> 
Yeah, people forget you're running a. I look at podcasting as a radio station. You're running a full full blown radio station, so you have, you know, you have to have on air talent like I am and you are, and then you have to be the CEO where you have to go. Okay, where are we spending the money for marketing? Are we going to hire someone? Or are we going to do it yourselves? Okay, we're going to do it ourselves. How much are we spending there? Then it's like, okay, I have to do the copy. I have to do the editing. I have to. So yeah, you're running a, a full on radio station. It's not just the fun part being on air talent. That's that's a. That's that that that's just a small portion of your job. Yeah, that's like a quarter of the time. I don't think people actually realize like the final product that like you see on either your your, your podcast, your show, and like my show is really only like a quarter of the time that like it's actually was fun. Like you know, you yeah. still have like the editing and you have the promotion, the artwork, which I'm really trying to focus on is just get great artwork for that actually draws people in. It doesn't. Yeah. just I used to just put up like a picture and go, hey, here, here's how I'm interviewing. Well, no one's really, you know, they see the no, picture. No one interrupts. That's, that's like, okay, that's a nice picture. Well, what's going on here? What's, what are we caring about this for? Exactly. So I've really, I've stepped up, like I'm making like digital flyers. I got to make sure like, on, you know, Instagram's a different size. So you have to make sure that like, you have to size it properly. And like Twitter, uh, yeah, they're usually pretty good with photos, but like Facebook's a different size. So you only see like half the, half the poster. Uh, so yeah, getting good artwork, you really have to draw people in, uh, even if they don't, exactly know like what it is if you get the context like hey i'm interviewing this person at this time on these platforms uh it, it seems to do a lot better than just here's a picture of this guy smiling <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love those it's just like hey I, i'm interviewing you know jordan belfort and people are like i i don't know who he is or they're like okay it's this guy who's smiling you know but if you put like i'm interviewing the wolf of wall street and you put it, make it like, like the Wolf of Wall Street looks like money, you know, all that symbolism in it. And then you just have his picture there. And then it's like, oh, interesting. I like this. There was a movie. Yeah, you really, again, you got to draw people in with that. And that's why, like, I'm really trying to step up the artwork. You know, obviously, I, I right now, I do my own, I do everything. Yeah, well, it's, it, it's part of the job. It's when you're, until you start making a good income from it, that's when you can start hiring out and, uh, I built systems in place for my thing because I'm a solo. I run, uh, as my audience knows, and you may not know, I run six podcasts myself where I'm the host or co-host and I help build that. But I'm also executive producer on 18 other podcasts. Oh, wow. So, which goes from full production where it's like, okay, they give me the content and I handle everything to just uh, the, the ones that I really enjoy. It's just, they email me a question or they're like, Hey, can we set up a meeting? I'm like, yeah, sure. This is easy work. This is nothing. This is me talking. I do this for a living. Um, but yeah, so yeah. So I, I understand running, running, when you're running multiple podcasts, you have to have those systems in place and handling it and streamlining it all down. Um, Matt, I want to know a pain point that you're facing. Like, what is something that you're facing right now in the podcasting world? And maybe luckily either myself or my audience, uh, they're listening because this is a podcast for podcasters uh, yeah. to learn from other podcasts, but also a resource for people to say, hey, I want to listen to a podcast about music. And they can listen to either yours or some of our uh, other podcasters that we we know each other. Um, what is a pain point that you're hitting at and that you would you're trying desperately to solve? I think definitely, like, you know, honestly, I was talking about my audience growth, which I really much appreciated, but still like that uh, social media engagement, I would say, because like sometimes like I get I make a post and like a bunch of people respond, get a bunch of shares, all that fun stuff. And then like I'll make like two other posts, you know, throughout that week and like nobody like there's no interactions, there's no shares, there's no comments, no nothing. So I want to get like more consistent 
with um, with that stuff where I can kind of gauge like, okay, this sh- I should be getting you know this amount of stuff or whatever based on you know uh, the posts and whatever. So I'm trying to really get consistent engagement. Like the you know the, the posts that reach you know thousands of people, that's cool. I love that. But then like the rest of the posts of the week don't reach anybody. I kind of want to even that out a little bit, get some more engagement. I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do that. I do know I want to promote stuff more because like with my videos, like my YouTube videos, my interviews, sometimes I get a bunch of people. Sometimes I get four people, you know, so I'm trying to really uh, just uh, get more engagement for everything. And that's why I kind of why I'm not doing as many uh, episodes for 2022 is just because I want to really focus on the promotion side that people actually see it. The people who I want to see it are seeing it. Okay. No, I like that. I like that uh, growth. Um, something I may suggest, and this is something that uh, is freely available to anybody who's listening in, of course, yours, um, is the Gary V $1.80 method or strategy, he calls it. And it's a free, it's it's not behind any paywall. You put it in and you'll get redirected Gary V's uh, website. And I'll try and make sure I can remember to put the link in the show notes for the audience, but it's Gary V's $1.80 method. And basically breaking it down, you you spend about an hour a day choosing your social media platform, so Instagram, Facebook, or uh, Twitter, and you choose your top five hashtags for your podcast or for your niche. And then you go to the first first five profiles, go into them. And look at the replies or the comments on theirs. And anyone, obviously, you you like and you leave an actual genuine comment about the picture. If you if, if it invokes anything or if the tweet invokes anything or the, the blog put kind of like the Facebook post engages with you. And then you look at the, the, the first couple of comments. And if anything like stands out and you think, oh, I have a great comment. Like, so if it's not just like a same or like, or the fire emoji or something about it, it's like something engaging that you're like, oh, I can reply to this. You reply to it. You like, and you reply to it. And then you go to their profile and you look at their profile and see if there's anything that engages with you there. And you like, and you're there. Um, I know uh, a friend of mine uh, and a great uh, Montrealer YouTuber did that. That's how he got me to follow him. He literally liked one of my comments on another YouTuber's page, jumped over, liked a comment and liked a video of mine. And then I'm like, I'm just going to follow this guy. That's the greatest thing anybody's ever done. He's never seen anything, you know? So it actually works. Like it worked for me to go him and I seen him grow from zero to monetization on his pot, uh, on his YouTube channel and his social media is through the roof now. And he actually met, met his girlfriend like, he through because of his Instagram and that grew, he met it, he got a DMs. She slid into his DMs. Uh, but yeah, so that's something like something I want to give you, something that you can look at doing your promotion. It's an hour of an hour of your day doing that. And even if you get one follower a day after an hour, that that still wins, right? Because you're you're getting that extra list and you're getting that extra stuff. Um I want to know what you're listening to right now. Like what's on your podcast. If I grabbed your pot, your, your iPhone, your Android or whatever, your listening device. And I go into podcast. What am I listening to right now? I'm pressing play. I would say that definitely, uh, there's three, definitely, uh, gotta, gotta say my, my good friend, uh, person you've obviously interviewed as well. Uh, that is Nolan of every podcast. I love is dead. Uh, I love working with him. Uh, he just celebrated his one year anniversary. Yes. He had me do a soundbite for it. Uh, I cra- you know, I crashed his show. I said, this is a super cool radio takeover. Uh, <laughs> so, 
it, it's fun seeing that. And then, it's, you know, obviously it's fun listening back to see like, how does he incorporate it and, you know, how does he play it off? Uh, so, yeah, definitely every podcast I love is, is dead. Definitely uh, check out his stuff. He He's phenomenal. Honestly, I think I, I, I did more episodes than, the, than this him, than him this year. There we go. Words are hard. Uh, As podcasters, yes, they generally are hard to come by. I feel you there. Uh, but he honestly, he does such a great product. He does like news and, you know, show inf- uh, updates and stuff. And like, he does like a whole show. Like I, I mostly do like an interview. Maybe I play some music in in, uh, in an episode. But like, he does like a whole actual episode. So definitely check him out. Uh, and then uh, Joe Rogan is awesome. I love seeing how he interacts with his guests. Like, you know, obviously he's had like musicians and entertainers and, you know, obviously politicians, so many people. But he he's able to talk with them about not really their um, field of what they're in. You know, like he, he's talked to like musicians about like current events or like the state Get of the their, world. their feel on what's going on in the world. Not just saying, hey, you're just a musician. You're a one dimensional person. No, you're actually a human being. You have more dimensions than just, hey, he's a rock star or she's a rock star or they're a rock star exactly and like i know he had a really great uh conversation with billy corgan like it, it was music based it was talking about record labels and stuff but like a different aspect mm-hmm. of uh the uh the music industry talking about the record labels and their contracts and stuff so i think i want to kind of dive into a little bit of that with my interviews where yes we are going to talk about your music about what you're promoting right now but also kind of just some fun stuff too just because like we're all humans we all enjoy fun stuff we all have different uh, things we, we like to enjoy. And I kind of want to incorporate that more instead of just like business, like this is what we're talking about. It's only your music, that kind of stuff. Oh, I get it. I get it. I love it. I love it. All right. So those are good things. Two good podcasts I have on your radio. Obviously Joe Rogan, massively known for the UFC fear factor. And of course his podcast, the Joe Rogan experience and having these amazing guests and having unique conversations, but every podcast I love is dead. Of course, an amazing uh, podcaster, Nolan, having him on the show was great. Learning about his show was even better. Um, Matt, we're coming to the end. I'm going to jump off screen. Uh, I want you to tell us where we can find you how we can support you, anything like that. You got five minutes. You don't have to use the five minutes, but as a podcaster, I know how valuable time is. So you got five minutes, take care of it. I'll come back and then we'll uh, close out the show. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Phil, for the great opportunity uh, for being on this show. I very much appreciate it. If anyone's interested, uh, please check out uh, Super Cool Radio. It is Super Cool Radio SB on Facebook and Instagram and just at Super Cool Radio on Twitter. I drop episodes pretty much every week on uh, YouTube, uh, Anchor, Spotify, Rumble, all of those places. So if you like just listening to them, check them out on Spotify. If you want to actually watch my interviews and content, check it out on YouTube. Uh, and all, all of that I do uh, every Friday when I come back. I'm obviously I'm going on break very soon, but when I come back mid-January, I got some great guests lined up. Uh, but also every Friday is Super Cool Radio on air. It's one hour of great music. Uh, most of them are independent or up-and-coming musicians. You might not hear on other radio stations, so make sure to check it out. And honestly, my big goal with all of this is to promote and showcase some of the best independent and up-and-coming artists. So if you like any of the music I feature on my show, Make sure to check them out, give them a stream, give them a like, give them a follow, because that is my main goal with doing all of this. Obviously, I do it because I love it, but it's also to promote really great music that should be heard. 
So make sure to check me out on all those places. Awesome, Matt. Thank you so much for being a guest, uh, sharing your journey with us, sharing your passion of helping independent uh, artists grow to the level that they should be, because I believe every uh, creative should be able to be paid for their work. Uh, my audience, of course, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, you guys are awesome. Make sure you check out the show notes, all the stuff for Matt to connect with him, to follow him and all that. And I will try and remember, I think there was a podcast episode I was supposed to link to or something. I don't know. I'll listen back to the episode, maybe. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> and there may be links, but I'm pretty sure. Or oh, the Gary V. It's the Gary V thing. Yes. Um, yeah. I'll make sure the Gary V thing is linked down in the show notes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening. Remember to invest in yourself, start a podcast, and you'll uh, have the best time of your life. Good night. Hey, everybody. I want to thank you so, so much for watching the show and listening to the podcast. Uh, as a thank you, remember, you can always head over to my website, feelbetterinc.com and get free 15 minutes with me to talk about how you can grow your podcast, how to monetize your podcast, or even how to start your podcast. I have helped lots of people and I want to help you do the same for your business or just for your personal brand. So again, that is feelbetterinc.com. Dot com. Head over there, book your free 15 minutes, and it'll be a pleasure to help you out. Have a good night, and remember to invest in yourself.